We are delighted this morning to be stuck with Ray Aramini, the biker boy, came to my studio today to say good morning to me and say hi. We like that. We like it when he comes in to say hi this morning. Did you actually ride a bike this morning? No, not, to, not, not this morning, no. No, and I didn't notice. I see you've got your Eastern Connecticut rugby sweatshirt on, but are you, are you wearing the shorts? Yes. Yeah, because you always you, you wear shorts 12 months of the year. If, I, if I'm not snowblowing, yes. Including when you stand in the... One of the Natchaug River on the plunge for hunger. That's, right? And that's knocking at the door as well. Yeah, but that's not why you're here today. today. As I have it on good authority, you wanted to come in and say a couple of words about the Covenant Soup Kitchen. That's correct. What's your connection to the Covenant Soup Kitchen, Ray? Um, I, wow. Uh, that's a great question, Wayne. Um, that's why I asked it. Thanks, man. Um, uh, a long time ago, I, my aunt asked me to drop off a lasagna. Um, she had an extra lasagna and I, I found, my mother told me where the soup kitchen was and I walked down the stairs on the back of, uh, St. Paul's Episcopal Church at 220 Valley Street and I handed the lasagna to the kitchen manager and I looked around and I said, this is a real good place and this is really great work that they're doing and that was 30 something years ago and I'm still in awe. I remember when I was growing up, the, um, Fran and Jean Bowen used to tell me about the great work that, that happened there, and I, I wasn't in the area at that time. And, and of course, they were right. They were always right, and I've been there ever since. All the times I've had you on discussing the Covenant Soup Kitchen, including the Plunge for Hunger, the word lasagna has never come up. So we broke new ground on that. I'm glad I could help with that, yeah. So what's new now with the Covenant Soup Kitchen? Just our, um, our ever-increasing need. For whatever reason, this fall um, and early winter, we have seen numbers um, coming through the door, be that for our traditional meal program, our breakfast, lunch, and dinner, our um, emergency food pantry, our homebound delivery, or our senior box program of the highest numbers that we've ever seen, even more than COVID, even more than at the peak of COVID. And we can't really attribute it to to anything in particular, um, we can we can guess, um, but we are putting out, in some cases, three and four times the amount of food per day than we traditionally do, and it, it depletes our shelves because it because of the need, and and as a result, we are we are scrambling to keep those shelves filled and keep food in the oven and. As of now, Wayne, we are five and a little bit over five months into our fiscal year and 80% through our food budget. So you're, you're looking at a tremendous need. I would like to think that one reason why the usage, the need for the Covenant Soup Kitchen has increased so dramatically recently, let's take the pandemic out of the equation here, is that more people in need are finding A, that it's an important resource for their lives, and B, it's a good place. They go, and they find that it works, and they come back because it's such an important service. Um, I would agree with that. I would I would think that if you're hungry, you're going to go to a service, even if the the um, the way in which you served is substandard, sub subpar. But um, the first thing that is always served at the soup kitchen is respect. And I think that it's it's it sounds a little cliche, but at the same time, I've worked with uh, I've worked in and I've worked with 
programs and soup kitchens that that do not embrace that philosophy where you're served through a window and it's a very sterile environment they can it can be the best it can be the best food and it can be the best absolute um facility in the world but unless you're feeding the person you're 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 not going to win and when you feed the person you will you'll win every time every everybody that comes through the door wayne has had a dog named tippy and had a crush on Colleen Carey, and had a third grade teacher that they didn't like. Everyone has a past, and it's just a matter of acknowledging them for the person that they are, and, and accepting for the person that they are, and starting to feed them where they are. Now, who was your crush? Colleen Carey, man, third grade, absolutely, without a question. Well, was she attainable? Because my crush not a chance. Yeah, well, well my crush was Annette, and she wasn't attainable either. Ah, uh, so no, 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 I did not have a crush on Miss <laughs> Funicello. No, 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 no. <laughs> Colleen Carey is a was a, a friend of mine growing up. What are some of the services? Notice how I get back on track here. What are some of the services offered at Covenant Soup Kitchen? We know about the food. Are there other services also? Um, what strikes me about the philosophy that has been permeated over the years there is the fact that we will react to the need. We won't create a service and then see who comes to it, but rather we'll see where the need is and then react and build a service surrounding that. When we found out um, years ago that uh, we were doing a Friday night movie night and we found that people would come and eat the pizza and leave, and we found, well, maybe we're doing this wrong, and we stopped showing movies and we started doing a Friday night, Saturday night meals. And that's how that's how that began. So they um, came for the food, not the movie. It's exactly it. That's exactly it. So instead of being so pompous and so arrogant and, and tethered to the idea that that well we have the answers surrounding this, well no we don't. But the answers are certainly pointed out for us. Homebound delivery. We found that a lot of our guests that don't have the ability to have transportation or that are medically infirmed can't get out of their house, but they will need food, of course. And so that started. Excuse me during COVID and has since run um, uh, services as far as uh, bus passes, as far as vouchers for laundry services, things that people need. That And sometimes those needs are short-term, Wayne, and sometimes those le- needs are long-term. And tell me about the program that's running right now. We had guys on last week, including Napa Jeff from uh, Napa Store here in Willimantic, as they uh, have the uh, thing involving the Make-A-Wish Foundation and the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Uh, how does that work, and how can people contribute and help out both of those good organizations? Well, um, I'm sure that that they were pretty clear on how to how to access, how to donate as far as Make-A-Wish, but I can speak to the Covenant Soup Kitchen component. I always direct people to the website, covenantsoupkitchen.org, and look at the wish list and see what is needed. Um, as my sister Nancy, who said to say hello, always says, "Hi, Nancy." Money is always the right softball star. <laughs> money is always the right size and the right shape. Um, so that uh, finances, financial support, is always very important. But if you go to the wish list, you can see what is currently needed. Um, during during the pandemic, um, many of the agencies within town, all the agencies within town, closed, and we found that we were in a position where we we're then distributing um, clothing. We were distributing, in some cases, uh, furniture. We had uh, medical consults. We had a lot of, of varying um, services that, that kind of fell into our lap, and so those have continued at, at some degree as well. Um, 
But as far as how to help, volunteering is always needed. Volunteering is always needed, and you can find that on the wish list and find out, or at the website, and also find out how to access that if you're interested. And coming up this Saturday, there's a big event going on at the Klaus Larson Theater out in North Wyndham. Yes. And uh, that's David Foster, the Shabu All-Stars, putting on a show, and the proceeds helping out the Covenant Soup Kitchen. So one way people can help out is buy a ticket for that show. Absolutely. Without question. Yes. What was it like at the Covenant Soup Kitchen during COVID? Ooh. Um, it was rough. It was real rough. We obviously during the during the early days of the pandemic, nobody really knew what was was coming down. Um, it was a real lean team. It was a real lean army that was serving um, during the during COVID. One point five million meals out of that little facility, um, with essentially three staff members and a small army of volunteers who were massively dedicated. And every time I think I'm giving back to that program, every time I think I'm, well, good job, Ray, and you're patting yourself on the back, you get your, your throat kicked in by something that will remind you that you're, no matter how much you give, you're receiving more. Um, during, this, during this season, I dress as Santa, and I collect money in front of Dunkin' Donuts, and I've been doing it for years. And um, North Wyndham Dunkin' Donuts and the Jose family have been absolutely phenomenal for helping this. Lady went through line and she put in a rock that said can you give this to the soup kitchen it said gratitude written on it. i said sure thank you and I, I recognized her and the next day she came through line and gave gave a donation and and looked at me and said i know you know me and you know me from the soup, the soup kitchen i don't need to go there anymore and i'm now able and i'm in a position now to be able to give back and I really think that you have moments like that that really just you realize that how powerful the hand up can be. Ray talked about the wish list, which is on the website, covenantsoupkitchen.org, and I got it up right here. This is the November wish list. I guess we've got to update that for December, but it's still pretty much it's, it's the same pretty stuff. Much the same. Let me just rattle off what they're looking for, and I think it gives you the overall concept here. Breakfast cereals of all kinds. Canned proteins like chicken, pork, canned pasta meals, ravioli, spaghettios, beefaroni. We have none. Canned vegetables, especially corn, carrots, beets, potatoes, spinach, rice, flavored rice, and pasta mixes, macaroni and cheese, canned soups and noodle cups, ramen of all kinds, baked beans, juice, shelf-stable milk, non-dairy milk alternatives, Pantry staples like cooking oil, flour, spices, seasonings, breakfast bars, granola bars, healthy snack options for kids, shampoo, conditioner, soap, deodorant, toothpaste, body wash, lotion. We're out of everything. Diapers, period supplies for women and girls, dog and cat food, cat litter so the furry friends our families love can stay healthy during difficult times. So if people see... A, B, C, D, E on that list and want to contribute, how do they do it? Just bring a box of it and drop it off there on Valley Street? Absolutely. Right at the 220 Valley Street, right at the back, the area that says receiving. Um, you just ring the doorbell and someone will come out and help you bring that stuff in. Um, anything that you'd need in your home is needed at the soup kitchen. Be that for us to put on a meal or us to be able to distribute. Um, <clears throat> I think a lot of times people forget 
uh, about incontinence supplies or diapers or period supplies or home health aids and things like that. Um, and those are those are as imperative as, as any other items on those lists. One thing, Ray, that got my attention when I read that list was that I think most of us think about the Covenant Soup Kitchen being food. But about a third of those things on there are not edible, right. but they're still needed from diapers to shampoo and things like that. So there's the suggestions of what people can do helping out the Covenant Soup Kitchen. And one other thing that helps out the Covenant Soup Kitchen is the Plunge for Hunger. I'm sure we'll have another program about that coming up. Is that early in February again? For Saturday in February, yes. For Saturday in February. It's, um, it was, uh, it's, we're now in our 13th year. Um, it started off by like a very, very simple polar plunge where um, Eastern Rugby, Eastern Connecticut men's rugby uh, started to this process of jumping and collecting pledges and jumping in the Natchaug River down at Lauder Park. And it has really evolved to um, quite a oh, quite a festival where you have um, hundreds of people going in the water and hundreds more on the shore with all sorts of costumes and uh fanfare and music um last year we had people dressed up as blow-up dinosaurs we had people dressed up as giant pigs we had people that are dressed up as cheerleaders uh it just it was it's it started off at with eastern rugby and a couple other uh brave souls and it's now it it has become thankfully a community event which is needed to support the kitchen and 100 percent of the proceeds go to the soup kitchen i got a picture of you on our website morning show guest page here uh, standing about waist deep in the Natchaug River on the plunge for hunger, holding on to a big bullhorn that says Eastern Connecticut Rugby on it, which raises the question, did you just go waist deep, or did at some point you actually get that little pink knit hat wet in your head in the cold Natchaug River as well? What ha The answer is yes. What happens, though, <laughs> is that you make the announcements from the water, and then the, the crowd starts a countdown. I walk out, I hand the bullhorn to usually someone who's way smarter than me, and then don't then, want to get it wet correct yeah. and then i go in the water so yeah and, and for the folks who've not attended this event and i'll raise my hand because generally i'm off in some basketball venue someplace but uh this thing is like trick-or-treat this thing is like halloween in february isn't it mm -hmm. costumes it and things and like that. i you know you'll look up and you'll see the likes of um jim mark and Lori riley and michael magliocco and um a bunch of college kids and a bunch of young kids eastern eastern uh Various Eastern teams, uh, EO Smith um, basketball, uh, Wyndham Tech basketball, just and their parents there, and just always very, very excited and happy to be there. And just wrap things up today again by giving the idea of how people can donate to help the Covenant Soup Kitchen. Go to go to CovenantSoupKitchen.org and see what you can do. What if um, they don't have a www access? Well, then you can always call. Thank you. You can always call 860-423-1643 and, and see what you can do. I mean, I, I was very hesitant my first time to go there. And to say that it's changed my life is, is a vast understatement. It's, it, is, uh, it is an honor, a true honor to be involved there. I know what a passion it is for you and hope that you've gotten the message out to people. The Covenant Soup Kitchen right now needs help. Ray Aramini, our guest this morning on 14 WILI.